0: Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. I hope you are having a great summer if you are in the northern hemisphere. I know some of us have been in our summer break for a while. Some of us are maybe just starting our summer break. Some of us I know homeschool year round, and maybe this is just a lower key time for us. Whatever time of the year it is for you, I hope you are having a great month. Even though our family does homeschool year round, we definitely do not do very much work in the summertime as far as academics. And we definitely spend a lot more time having fun, hanging out, we might do a little bit of book work or online work every day, but it's certainly not as much as during the school year. So we've had a couple weeks of our summer break already, and we had a horse camp, and we've had a little bit of travel, visiting relatives, and this is really the first week of not much going on at all, which is really kind of nice. And that kind of leads me to this episode. Some of us, like I said, have already had break for a while. Some of us are just starting our summer break. And I know I've seen lots of discussions about what people are doing for the summertime. Sometimes people have lots of plans, they have lots of camps or lots of activities already planned. Others really just wing it and whatever happens, happens. And whichever path is best for your family. That is great. The only things I wanted to share today was a little bit of perspective on using the summertime as a learning time, as well as sharing a few ideas that I came up with and that I received from others that others might benefit from. So, one of the things I love about summer is that there are so many summer camps that obviously are not available usually during the school year. And it's summer camps for any topic under the sun. There's dance and gymnastics and science. And if you live on the West Coast, surfing and snorkeling and marine science. And no matter where you are, there are so many themed kinds of camps and activities and programs that are so great to take advantage of in the summertime. And I think kids can get so much learning from those in a very short amount of time. But usually, since it's topic-driven, they can often dive pretty deep into some of those subjects, depending, of course, on the age of the kids and the program itself. I think it's great for us to capitalize on those programs. Let's say it's a science program, and they are doing different kinds of science experiments. It's great to capitalize on that. If your kids want to keep doing science experiments when they come home, it's a great opportunity to do that with your kids maybe you can go to the library and you can get some books, check out their interest level. What do they want to do with it? My caution is don't turn everything into school. Don't turn every interest into a project or a lesson. And I know it's easy to do, especially as homeschool parents, we're kind of programmed that way. Sometimes we really want to make sure that we are covering all the bases and giving them as much information as possible on whatever the topic is that they're interested in or that the program is covering. And that can be great, and it can also cause kids to shut down because we know that sometimes parents can overdo it. And suddenly this fun science camp that they were enjoying has suddenly become a bit of drudgery because Mom is having all these science books and these science experiments and all these things that she wants the kids to do after science camp or perhaps the next week. And the kids just want to enjoy it for what it is in the moment. So that's just a caution. Obviously, every child is different. We all know that. But it's something to think about and it's just something to be aware of. Make sure that we're following their cues and we're really just letting them run with it. And if they want more, they'll ask, or we can usually tell. But if they don't want more, just leave it, let it be, let them enjoy it for what it was. The other thing I want to caution on is filling their time. I know in the summertime, a lot of kids have a lot of downtime, obviously, and they have the dreaded, I'm bored. That doesn't usually happen at my house, though, because I usually smile when they tell me they're bored, and I have lots of things for them to do, usually involving household chores. So I don't hear that very much at my house. However, I do know that it happens. I do know that it's reality. And I think kids in this day and age, they are so overscheduled. There is so much on their plate that in the summertime, when that may go down, when they may not have all this classes or the lessons the sports, whatever it might be, suddenly they're a little bit at a loss and that's kind of just the nature of society these days. And I really want to caution you on filling their time. Let kids be bored. Let them be bored. Let them say they're bored. Let them say they don't have anything to do. Kids' imaginations are rich and varied and sometimes just need a jump start. And sometimes that takes them being bored to start to figure out what to do. Usually, they'll wander around and find something to do. Maybe they'll start playing with Legos. Maybe they'll start drawing. Maybe they'll go and find a friend to play with. Maybe they'll hop on their bike and go for a ride. Whatever it might be, sometimes we just need to let them have that time and let them be bored. Because obviously, as parents, we want to fill our kids' time with fun things. So our natural inclination is to say, oh, you can do this. You can do that. Here's a craft. Here's an uh, experiment that you can do. Here, let's go and get your friend to go do XYZ. I get it. Because we've all done it. And sometimes that's totally fine to do that. But we just have to remember it has to have balance. We have to balance letting kids figure out things on their own and filling their own time and with us helping them along and filling, helping them fill their time. One of the things my daughter did at the start of the summer, she is almost 10. She'll be 10 in a couple weeks. One of the things that she said to me was, Mom, I don't want to spend so much time on the screens this summer I'm going to make a list of things to do. And I thought, that is great. And she did. She made a list. Some of the things on her list included perler beads, playing games, going for a bike ride, going swimming, painting rocks, uh, painting in general, and drawing with her, her girlfriend. Those were just some of the things that she had put on her list. And I thought, that is great. And she even made the list and put it up on the bulletin board. So she said when she got bored, she could look at the list and it would be some ideas that she could do. And I thought this was great. I encourage everyone to have their kids make a little list of ideas. If they get bored, they can go look at their list and see what's on it. And this prompted me to ask on um, the C, Secular Eclectic Academic uh, Homeschool Facebook page, for some other ideas. So that maybe i could add to her list as well as these are usually great ways for parents to get ideas of activities and they did not disappoint they gave such great ideas and i wanted to share some of those ideas with you just in case you need some ideas a jump start on some motivation because i know sometimes we kind of get locked into kind of the same old things so i just wanted to share a couple of these i'm not going to share the whole list But I just wanted to share a couple of these ideas because they were just great ideas. Some of the ones that may not be quite as common and that I thought were fun and unique and a little bit different or things that I had not thought about was making homemade popsicles with either homemade juice like uh, orange juice or whatever other kind of juice you could make or store-bought juice. That is something we used to do a long time ago, but we hadn't done it recently. So that went on the list. Making a summer scrapbook. Girls love to and I shouldn't say just girls, girls and boys but they love to make little books. I know my daughter loves to make little books. And the fact that she can put in photos of her and her friends and put stickers on it and you know write little captions she thought that was a very fun great idea. The other thing that we are doing is she has a pen pal. She has a friend that moved away that she was friends with this school year. She moved to Tennessee and they have decided they want to be pen pals so they've been um, writing uh, notes and you can include stickers and fun little things and I think having a pen pal or just writing letters to friends or relatives is a great idea. I mean not only are they getting some writing practice but it's just kind of one of those dying arts and I think it's a fun thing to do even my high school daughter her friend just recently wrote her a letter and sent it sent it in the mail even though she sees her quite often but she sent it in the mail and they were both so excited about that like it was it's such a simple thing but they both got really excited and they were like we're gonna keep doing this and it's just a again a fun a fun thing that's a little bit different these days because everything is electronic media so that was something fun that Even I want to do with some of my friends. Some other ideas are painting rocks or shells, making a comic book, geocaching. I know that's big in some areas, creating a board game or maybe even using a current game that you have, but have them come up with a new game with it or new rules. And this is something you can do also. Get a cheap thrift store game that you can get for a couple dollars. Ignore whatever rules there are, but use the game pieces and the game board. come up with their own game they could color on it they could paint it they could do whatever they wanted with it but that i love that idea Uh, we are doing this right now actually started yesterday and today we are planting a fairy garden we my daughter has always loved fairies and we've had different fairy gardens around the area but we had an empty window box that we had emptied out had not filled up again and we decided why aren't we putting a fairy garden in there so we just went and got some succulents and a few little fairy garden things and we are doing that this week as well some of the other things obviously everybody has legos right but how about lego challenges challenge them to a specific project or to make something specific and a lot of times you can find these things online as well for ideas And there's also Lego books, too, that you can go and get Lego books with instructions on how to make different whatever, everything under the sun. But Lego challenges are another idea. Another one I love is um, having the kids write a book review on some of their summer reading books. Maybe you can share them at your library. Maybe just share them with friends. Maybe even share them on some of our Facebook pages. I think this is a great idea. And this can be for all ages. This can be little kids, like the parents can help them, the kids can dictate it, the parents can write it, or the older kids obviously can write it on their own. But I love this idea. Some other things which I know sometimes people cringe a little bit at safety aspect, but whittling. Whittling is, used to happen a lot more when I was young than it does now. But there are some r- really great things skills that kids can learn from whittling and working with wood. Obviously there are some safety things that you need to teach them and they need to understand and be aware of and some supervision should be going on. But it's a really fun thing and kids get such a sense of power and control when they are using a knife safely because that's not something that they normally get to do. So another thing to think about. Also, creating a skit or a dance routine to share with friends or family. Uh, Sidewalk art. I know the 4th of July is coming up. They could decorate sidewalks in front of their neighbor's house, perhaps with permission, with 4th of July decorations or whatever. But sidewalk art, it's something easy that obviously can wash away, but it can fill up a lot of time decorating and making different pictures and doing all kinds of fun stuff. One of our favorite all time things, this is this it just is not in the summer, but throughout the year is forts, making forts, blanket forts, box forts, anything that you can find to make a fort. Forts are this crazy universal thing that is never, the interest in it never dies. It's always something exciting. I have one right now in my living room, as a matter of fact. Blanket forts and box forts are just one of those things that. Kids love little hidey holes, and they love their own little secret spaces. And I always encourage the kids to be making forts. Sometimes you can get boxes from hardware stores or other stores that like sell refrigerators or washers or dryers or large pieces of furniture, things like that. They'll give you the boxes for free. They'll be happy to take them off their hands. Or obviously you can use blankets or use a pup tent that you might have and add on to it with blankets or sheets. But let kids make forts and let them play. Let them have fun. Let them, let them just do whatever they want with them because forts are just such a great thing to do. Balloon animals is something kind of different, but it can be kind of fun. It can be easy. There's lots of books that they could check out from the library with instructions on how to do that. You can buy the, the correct type of balloons on Amazon fairly cheaply. This is something my daughter had learned to do a while uh, a while ago, a couple years ago, and she had done it for a couple birthday parties and things like that. It's, it's just one of those fun different things, but again, re- relatively inexpensive activity to learn. Learn how to play the ukulele. That's like a really popular thing right now and relatively easy also. Or they could learn to play another instrument as well. They could learn to do the harmonica or the keyboard or something else. But there are so many... Again, books at the library, there's also YouTube videos on on how to learn yourself. My daughter self-taught herself to play not only the ukulele, but also the keyboard and the guitar. So again, depending on their age and their aptitude, and if that's something that would be doable for them, that is another thing to consider is learning to play a musical instrument over the summer. Something else that I love is sewing with felt. And I say felt specifically because felt's very forgiving. You don't have to hem it. It's not going to fray. And felt is just something that is easy to learn to sew on. Because not only can you do just uh, simple things with like little stuffed animals, little pillows, uh, little pouches, which again could be for boys or girls. You can also just do simple embroidery um, ornaments. They're, felt is, and it's cheap. I mean, you can get the acrylic felt from the craft store, Joann's, Michael's, wherever. Or um, you can also get nicer quality wool blend felt, felt um, usually from uh, fabric stores or quilting shops or Amazon, of course. And I love sewing with felt. It's It's easy. Actually, that's another thing that my daughter wants to do. She pulled out my big box of felt and um, embroidery floss and all that good stuff. And she's like, let's make some stuffed animals this summer. So that's something that we're definitely going to be working on. And again, depending on the kid's age level is how much they can do. You, maybe you can c- cut out the shape for them and all they need to do is sew around the edges. Maybe they're old enough that they can do all that. They can do the tracing. They can do the cutting. They can do the sewing. Just depending on where they are. And you can use bigger needles or smaller needles, again, depending on their age. But again, felt, I love sewing with felt. You can do really simple activities and you can do super intricate, beautiful things as well. So that's one of, one of my favorite activities for myself as well as for kids. And then obviously in your community, you probably have free bowling days, free kids' movies, all those kinds of things as well. And of course, not to forget the all-purpose library. Libraries have so many summer activities. They have obviously book reading clubs, but they often have craft days or other activities throughout the summer. So make sure that you check out your library as well. And also something I wanted to bring up is visiting your local nursing homes. Summertime is often a great time, I mean obviously all year round would be a great time to do this, but especially in the summertime when kids do have more time, if they can go and play games with the residents, put together puzzles with the residents, or even read aloud to them, I cannot tell you how appreciative and how much the residents love things like that. I know some kids are uncomfortable with that, and some kids aren't at all. So it's something to consider and something that you really might want to look into if there is a place in your area that you know would welcome kids. Finally, a couple things that I think are great to have as far as equipment in the summer. Again, this is stuff to have year round, but sometimes, especially for those that may not be homeschooling, that do attend school during the school year and are just looking for some ideas for the summer... I think there are some basic things that are great to have in the summertime. And I'm going to just list those out. Uh, Maybe I'll provide a link if I have one in the show notes, but mostly it's just ideas. And these are bug catchers. Bug catchers are great. You can usually get them cheap at like the dollar store, but you can also obviously make them with just plastic jars or glass jars, whatever. Bug catchers are a great thing. Also binoculars. Obviously the higher end you can get the better, but even fairly cheap binoculars are still fun for the kids. They love them. As well as magnifying glasses. You can get a great magnifying glass, even the light-up ones, for less than $10 on Amazon that are really pretty good quality ones. And they're great to carry. They can carry them in a pocket because they're usually small enough to do that or in a little uh, nature backpack. Those are great things to have. As well as tweezers. You can get tweezers, like the small tweezers, cheap at, again, a dollar store, or you can get like tongs, like larger plastic tweezers in the kitchen section that are great for the younger kids, like the preschool kids, to use for, you know, picking up different things out in nature or even using them for fine motor skills in the house. But kids, especially preschool kids, they love tweezers and tongs and those kinds of things to pick things up. As well as, uh, there is a great little travel microscope that I love. It's the Carson MicroBright Plus. It's a little LED pocket microscope and I have, we actually have two of these. These are great to take on little nature hikes or when you're going to the beach or wherever. Even just to keep it in the car all the time to have it on hand. This is a great little pocket microscope and when I say pocket it is pretty small and it definitely will fit easily in, in a, uh, like a jacket pocket or in a backpack. This is great to have for the summer. It is so fun. We use it all the time. Obviously just having a little notebook and pencils are great, especially if you want to do, um, any kind of nature journal, and also having a few basic field guides like for trees or leaves or birds or bugs kind of where, depending on where you're at. Obviously, we have one for the beach, for tide pools that we carry with us. Those things are just great for having in the summer as well as, of course, all year round, but especially for the summer when you're out and doing things and going on, on little nature walks or going to the beach or going to the park, going camping, all those kinds of fun things. So i want to wrap this up with just a few reminders. One, let your kids make their own list. Let your kids be bored. Obviously, we are going to give them ideas. I shared a bunch of ideas with you, but don't automatically start giving them ideas. Let them work it out first. Let them figure out some things on their own and see what they come up with first on their own. Also, don't turn everything into a lesson. Not everything has to be a project or a specific academic learning experience. Kids are learning all the time obviously we know this but sometimes it's easy for us to try to turn something into more than what it needs to be and I have certainly had this happen to me. I've had my daughter tell me that she wanted to learn to draw animals and instead of just letting her do that I jumped on board and I had gotten some books from the library And I had found some online lessons and I was feeding her all this information. And she was like, mom, you're making it not fun anymore. And that was the moment, right? That was the moment that you have to stop and back off and say, "Okay." And it's sometimes it's so hard for us to draw that line and to just let them do it on their own. But it's necessary and we need to do that. So I hope you have a great summer. I hope you have a great combination of lazy days as well as activity-filled days, too. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at Latte Books to Read. And I've been posting lots of resources on my Facebook page as well at Learning Outside the Lines podcast. So until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.